are back. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Water Cooler Conversations. And today we are talking about women in finance. City, uh, a major Wall Street bank, recently announced that Jane Fraser uh, will become their CEO in February of 2021, making her the first woman in history to hold such a position and enter a very elite group of people. Um, therefore, I thought it would be interesting to talk about the current situation of women in finance, and I couldn't think of anyone better to talk about this topic than today's guest, Alejandra Mato. She's a Stanford graduate in management science and engineering. Uh, she works in the financial services sector as a market analyst in New York. So Alejandra, you're very, very welcome. Thank you, Will. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm a fan of the program and the podcast. So um, thank you for having me. No, we're all very uh, glad to have you on as well. Um, so Alejandra, first, let's look and talk about the numbers. Let's crunch the data. Great. And um, so we're going to base our thing, our data and numbers around um, Oliver Wyman. Uh, they just brought out a report. They're an American management consulting firm for anyone mm -hmm. who doesn't know. And their report is Women in Financial Services uh, this year, 2020. So um, looking at the numbers, it doesn't feel, it doesn't seem like um, there's a problem at junior and roles when people are starting their careers. It seems like in the financial sector, um, there's more, more or less 50-50 when it comes to people starting their careers, but the problem seems to arise when it goes to more senior levels. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. I think, um, say 30 years ago, the problem was all across the board. People were worried about lack of women at the C-suite level, middle management, as well as analysts and people starting off their careers. Um, however, I think many efforts were placed on increasing that pipeline and widening the funnel. Mm. Um, but the problem that we're seeing right now as we, as we analyze these numbers are, or really is retention of those, um, those people coming in at very junior levels and making their way up through, through the ladder. Yes, exactly. Because front, uh, in 2003, um, f females at executive community, committee roles and boards, uh, both were 11%. Now, mm -hmm. in, in 2019, um, the numbers have gone up to 20% for executive committees and 23% for boards, which is um, a, a good sign. Like it, th it, Things are changing. Um, so we need to focus more on the senior levels. Yeah, I do. I do think that at this point, it, it's, a, it's a matter of middle management and really roles that um, focus on retaining the talent and retaining um, all the efforts that the firms do, financial services firms do in educating their analysts, their associates to um, turn them into leaders. And I think what the problem is, many people are, many women are being recruited at very high up levels, but they're expected to, uh, from analysts, go into middle management roles, uh, which doesn't really happen. And the problem is that with that is that um, it's really a vicious cycle where uh, people that are starting off don't really have a role model that is relatable to them to look up to. It's really the CEO that they're looking up to, but that's not something 
that you really can relate to at an every, everyday level, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So that lack of relatability and that lack of um, being able to um, learn day to day from someone that's in your, your shoes, that's a couple of levels up. It's what I think personally is um, playing a role in that lack of retention at that medium level. Exactly. Um, and as I said, we are seeing change. Um, uh, 23% from 11% in, in the space of 15, 20 years is is a significant uh, increase in numbers. Um, but it's not as easy as other sectors that we've seen, in, like in, in law or consulting, the, the numbers are better than in the financial sector. So there is an awareness that things need to change. Um, but as well, the in, uh, banking and finance financial sector is way more demanding than a consulting role or a role in a law firm where where like you do still need to put in long hours and, and a lot of work. But clients seem to have more flexibility, but not so much in finance. Yeah, and I do think it um, all boils down to personality and type of um, um, your personal life in general. So um, what I want to say with this is essentially um, in some roles or some roles in the financial services industry are viewed very um, to be very aggressive, to be kind of um, a role that you need to do tough, better suited. Exactly. Better suited for someone that is on top of their things, is aggressive, um, has a deep voice and can tell you Mm. off essentially, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, And I'm not saying this is exclusive to financial services industry, but it is something that at least there's a certain stigma around. Mm. Um, So it's hard to navigate if you're a female that doesn't really feel that profile. Um, where really it is an illusion, at least in my experience, because within the financial uh, services industry, there are so many different roles that Mm. people can fill for so many different personalities, um, starting from people that like to work in the morning versus at night, um, like the energy of a trading floor, um, which is personally my case, versus something more chill where you're just speaking to clients and everything's more mellow, but it's longer hours. So there's such a variety that doesn't really reflect on people's perspective of the industry in general. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, it's very interesting what you what you say and what you mentioned as well about the toughness and like the character, like they have to be a certain breed. Um, but as you said, there's a wide variety of positions within the financial um arena um and uh i know i know this i think this would be interesting to talk like mention mention at least is that like country by country like some countries are doing better than others uh for example israel is a 38 percent of uh, female uh, presence in higher roles sweden is a 33 percent um and then the usa is a 26 spain uk 22 20 percent uh, like most European countries are at the are at the the average level, but then we're seeing obviously other countries like China at five percent, um, South Korea four percent, um, South Arabia four percent, Japan five percent. Um, so yeah, like it differs between uh, countries and and cultures. So it does seem like in the West, we are putting more emphasis into this because, I mean, women and fe- and women and men should be treated equally. Yeah, and. To be honest, I'm coming into this conversation from 
such a privileged perspective in the sense that there have been so many women before me in my socioeconomic slash cultural um, background that have fought for where really I can get to right now. Um, And honestly, um, something that happened recently that doesn't really necessarily tie back to finance, but um, the death of Ruth Ginsburg uh, Mm. recently only showed how great efforts were made in our behalf, but how much we still have to put into the pot to be able to um, advance this for future generations. So in my case, personally, I, I'm from Spain. I studied in the U.S. and work, work here in the U.S. And both countries are places where I feel safe. I feel um, uh, listened to. I feel um, free. And that's yes. not something that uh, women across the world feel every day, even someone from my same background, not my same background, but uh, really very similar to me. Uh, that just happened to to be born somewhere else, you know. So I I feel really lucky about that. Yeah, exactly. And and I, I, we're mentioning a lot, like about like the twenty percent, twenty three percent, and there is a lot of uh, mentioning as well in in the financial world about oh thirty by thirty. Um, mm-hmm. or 30 by 40 as I've seen and it's basically like initiatives pushed by like non-profit organizations uh, with the goal of getting 30% of women to be at those roles by 2030 um, and I think some non-profit organizations like Girls Who Invest which was founded in 2015 by Seema Hingren who is managing director in Morgan Stanley uh, and then another non-profit organization it's called 100 Women and that's that looks that looks at thirty by forty, which is the same idea: thirty percent of women in, in executive roles by twenty forty. Um, so there's a lot, lot of emphasis put on thirty percent. So why is that? Um, so that is a great question. I was actually looking at um, some interviews prior to this conversation, and actually came across um, an interview with Ana Botín, who's the president yeah. of Banco Santander in Spain. Um, and she she was um, talking about this 30% um, by 2025. I don't know if that's attainable at this point, but this interview was from 2017. Um, and it was really interesting to hear how they viewed this number as, as an immediate goal that could be achieved in a relatively short term um, and seen as, um, and this is actually a scientific proven um, measurement where you acquire critical mass. What that means is that when you get to a certain threshold, over a certain threshold, you're able to unlock um, some potential in general. It could be, in this case, the possibility of uh, making this uh, ladder inequality that we've been talking about earlier mm-hmm. um, even okay. by achieving a certain uh, statistics in 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 something of course we we both know that statistics is pretty deceiving in general and Mm. um i think the problem that arises from this is viewing the 30 percent as an immediate goal and also an ultimate goal Mm. and i don't think we should fall into the trap where the 30 percent is the ultimate goal because there's so much more work to do around that i don't know what you think no absolutely i think um um I don't think that maybe 30%, I mean, as you said, uh, minority, like groups do acquire some influence when, when they have 30% representation, but mm-hmm. uh, is looking at this problem 
uh, like in the sense that when we reach 30 percent um the problem will be solved and like gender represent representation of women and men will be will be the same and that really isn't the same and you were mentioning ruth bader ginsburg ginsburg early on she had several interviews where where they asked her um how many women need to be in the supreme court to for there to be an inequality and mm-hmm. she said like nine women and they were like well, <laughs> that, that, that's a bit too much and uh, and she was like well there, there's been nine men and no one said anything about it so it's it's really it's not focusing on the 30 percent as like oh that would be the tipping point and this problem would be solved but it's rather getting like going for that but once we once like we get to 30 percent redefining goals and keeping the momentum going so that there is equal representation at executive roles of women and men because women uh, i think i saw some quote are the biggest untapped source in the in in the like workers market so like we really have to put more money on, on on women so yeah no absolutely and i do think that um you you're saying um sort of how achieving this could uh, be a great like pit stop to rethink and reevaluate um, certain measures, certain um, regulations, certain um, dynamics in general. What I want to add to that is that we're, we're seeing this 30% of high up levels of women representation, this, that, that we're not talking about that across the board and that being transferred down the ladder and yeah sure right now we have a 50 percent uh rate in general of analysts coming in right sort of have half which is definitely good absolutely but how does that not translate up you know there's something there that should be targeted Mm. um and it doesn't have to do with how much there is up or down it's something that has to do with the pipeline and has to do with how um, careers are advanced, careers are progressed, uh, women feel in general, um, the comfortability, how you were saying that other industries may adjust better to women's needs in general, or may be more flexible, and not just in, at a personal level, but also at a professional level. Exactly. Um, yeah, because I think I want to talk, I want to go on to like, the discussion now to go on to like Jane Fraser, because mm-hmm. I think that like you're you're talking about that pipeline to go up to more senior roles, but it is it is harder like the real the re, like realistically it is harder for women to go up because of like their if if women want to be have a family, they have it harder than men because they have to obviously they, they they're the ones having the kids so um so like reaching uh, equality in 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 the family. Um, kind of aspect of it is, is also necessary uh, it, it doesn't all boil down to oh we just need more women women's in those in those roles it's focusing as well and like women's priorities what they want to do and how they want to progress and helping them achieve that because the investment banking and, and finance isn't that flexible it's very demanding and i think it's very interesting because jane fraser um at some point in her life very important point she went on to do consulting uh, so yeah, let's talk about Jane Fraser. Yeah, let's do that. Jane Fraser. So she's a very interesting woman, one we I personally very look up to. Um, she was uh, nominated as the future CEO for Citibank Group, uh, starting I think February twenty twenty one. February twenty one. Yeah. Um, and um, she's had an amazing career. Um, 
She was born in Scotland, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, which was. is a super interesting fact. She doesn't she doesn't have a Scottish accent though, which is a pity. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I think she she had experience at Goldman, um, move on to consulting, as you said, at McKinsey and Co. And um then went on to Citigroup and yeah, run the commercial there. bank for a while. Exactly. She's also run, uh, run the Latin America branch. She's won true, the private through private bank, um, private investment bank. Uh, so she's been in City for like what 16, 14 years. She's a she's a, she's a great kind of like career progression. She started like she got her economics degree in Cambridge, then went on to Goldman, as you said. She was there as an MA um intern or associate, and then she went on to Harvard to do her MBA. Um, Great actually, I think, yeah after that I think she <laughs> after I think she she stayed in Goma for some time but then as I was mentioning early on a very important in, uh, time in her life she changed to uh, consulting and she went into McKinsey as you were saying she became partner um, and if you listen to some of her interviews she said that she was a part-time partner because she was having a family she was um having a family with her husband and and she has two kids now today um so that's a very important thing um because she was able to be to to be a partner in a firm like mckinsey which is like major top of the Mm -hmm. league in in strategy consulting so and she was able to look on channel her personal like project as well with her professional uh project so do we need or is it um how does maybe investment bank and finance need to change to be able to accommodate and be more flexible in that sense so i think um it's definitely different for for us to talk about that now than obviously when she was in in the shoes of having to choose um there has been some progression and i personally have had professional experiences where i know people that worked at firms in the financial industry financial services industry that were able to take leaves and were able to start their family um, with no problem. But obviously there isn't, um, it's, it goes back again to stigmas and how comfortable people, people would um, feel to ask for, ask for those things or even consider personally taking those chances and fearing that it might backlash on, on their professional um, curriculum in a way, in a sense. Yes. So I'm sure when when Jane was thinking about that, she she considered um, the experiences of other women um, and she thought that was the best path for her. I wonder what what it is like now. I personally am not in in that type of situation, but um, <laughs> how women would feel right now um, at firms like City, at firms uh, um, similar to those um, on taking leaves or on starting their personal projects. Um, in in terms of in terms of um in comparison with other industries and other potential roles exactly um so yeah i think that's a very important thing to focus on if we want to see more progression within the financial sector um any other potential uh women going into senior roles ceos of major wall street banks uh, like jane has i think there's been talks of um, JP, I think I think JP was the was the bank that everyone was saying, okay, this is the first Wall Street bank that's going to have a, a woman CEO. Yeah, J- Jamie's is running it right now. Jamie Dimon. Um, we'll see. We'll see the future. The thing is, um, I I do think there's a lot of marketing 
around this and a lot mm. of advertisement um, behind certain types of, of, of news and, and headlines um, just because I don't know, like it's easier in my, this is my personal, absolutely my personal opinion, but it's, it's easier to, to say when, when you're not really looking for anything that you're considering certain things yeah. um, because it might potentially sound good. Yeah, um, look well. So, yeah, like, so it's just like flagging, like waving the diversity flag or the like green flag. These are things that like, to me are um, like, they, they lack a meaning. If there's no meaning after, like if you just wave like a green flag or something like that, no, there's no meat. Like if you didn't, don't give that any meaning um, to me, it's no, like no use at all. Absolutely. And, and I think Jane was involved in the run for Wells Fargo CEO. Um, of- it could be, yeah, because they, they, they got a new CEO last year, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. So she could have been so, there, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that was like a great, um, a great time to see actual um, action around that, if that makes sense. You, you saw mm-hmm. someone actually being considered and there were conversations around it. Um, she spoke about it. Um, and the same applies to this past fall where she actually got the job and it was great to hear her in the news just talking about how it's been a long journey and this that but actually seeing the tangible change was a great um milestone for i think women in the workforce and women in in the financial services industry for sure exactly um other banks other major banks like goldman i think recently stephanie Gowen uh was named co-head of the banking and wealth management group at, at goldman That's so great she could be a potential successor to david solomon i mean he's mm-hmm. recently in the job i think it's 2018 if i'm not uh wrong um could be <laughs> <laughs> I, could be he's, I, I, he's I recent I agree. yeah exactly um that's the point so <laughs> we could see her uh in when david solomon retires or when there's a new run-up to ceo we could see her as a potential candidate as well so things are changing we're, we're not trying to paint an ugly picture here but we're trying to maybe be positive and optimistic um absolutely that we do see these changes and we are to to be to be completely fair um especially and, in, yeah. in western yeah go on no, going back to the headline example, I'm not saying um, this is necessarily just a marketing strategy. Um, I think we should be cautious in case mm. it is. But I do think it's great that there's, they're opening up these conversations in gr- amazing and huge banks across the street um, here in the U.S. And I'm sure this happens across the world um, as well. But even starting these conversations is something good for female because female roles, because if women know they're being considered for these roles, they'll apply and they'll not necessarily that you have to apply, but they'll seek them, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, it's a great way to open gates in a way, uh, which I think is part of the reason why it's hard to break into the industry. The fact that the bar- barrier of entry for women may be a little higher than for other places. Yeah, and as well, what you were mentioning at the very start of the of our conversation, you were saying that um, the the kind of role of a banker needs to be someone who's tough and who's kind of like ready for action and is ready, like just looks tough and sounds like with a deep voice. But uh, having <laughs> that was really having, graphic. Yeah, having looked at uh, or having listened to and seen some videos uh, of Jane Fraser. Um, she seems like the most approachable uh, woman <laughs> ever, and she's she's uh, the CEO of a major Wall Street bank. So, like, that just goes to show that maybe these stereotypes are not entirely true. 
Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Um, okay, that it's all been very interesting up to now, uh, and I want to kind of go into maybe your experience. Obviously, we're talking about uh, finance, and you're in a finance role. What, I don't want to, this to feel like an interviewer. Uh, no careers, the career is fair. Um, but <laughs> how did you go into finance? Uh, how did you go into finance? And then I'll ask you, why would you recommend as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. It was um, an odd path towards the industry, I'd say. Um, I personally did not um, study finance at all. So I don't have any educational background on that. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I did um, engineering, an engineering major. And um, the reason how I got involved is n- doesn't have to do either with um, personal background or any relative that was involved, but rather at school. There were a, a lot of um, um, pre-professional opportunities and organizations that um, really, um, they really came to be with the, with the goal of preparing kids at school um, for their professional lives. I know um, many of us are studying or have finished university. We know that doesn't really prepare you for real life. So mm-hmm. it was a great way to kind of get my feet wet and um, start learning what it really is to work. Um, so personally, I, I tr- actually tried to get into an organization at Stanford that um, was uh, to teach people how finance works, but it was very exclusive. I didn't personally get in and it was kind of a bummer because um, I don't know, like I got into a school and I was really excited about it. And then I tried to I don't know, hang out with these kids. And they told me, wait, actually, you're, you're not allowed to come. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so um, there was something that kind of um, bought me out. But then I came across a couple of friends that were um, thinking of starting a group on campus to, um, they both had internships in, I think, investment banking and sales and trading over the summer. And they said, mm. oh my God, this was a great experience, but I was never exposed to this type of thing um, at school. So let's start a group that it's not exclusive and (laughs) can teach people that are interested what it really is to work in the financial services industry. So, um, I was super excited about that. Um, I wanted to join straight away and I did, um, I was VP of operations with them. Um, yeah, no, I know it's, (laughs) it's, they give titles to everything. Yeah. yeah, It means nothing, (laughs) but it's great. It sounds amazing. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, and let me know if I'm rambling. I'm just trying no, to No, absolutely share. not. Absolutely not. This is extremely interesting. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so I, we did that for a year and the organization started growing and a lot of um, people, because even though the organization is called Stanford Women in Finance, our constitution, because yes, it does involve a constitution. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> a process. Um includes uh men if they're interested to join Uh, so so it's really open to anyone and the reason why we put women in the name is not to make it exclusive for women or uh focused on women it's really to give women the um kind of open up the gates for them for them to Mm. feel comfortable like that's a space where they can feel recognized um and really feel free to to learn so our mission was essentially to not be exclusive, to um, let anyone who's interested in, regardless of their experience, background, um, other interests. So 
um, it's a very open group. And what we do is we put up or what we we did. I, I unfortunately am not longer it's, in the in the but org, it's still but going on. It's still going on. Okay. Uh, fortunately, they're doing an awesome job. And you probably will see uh, me reposting because I'm such a fan <laughs> of that organization. But um, basically, we used to put up events where we had teach-ins. So uh, really, what is finance? What is a bond? What is equity? Um, what are stocks? What's the stock yeah. market? All these things to teach the, uh, people because it's not really something you hear every day in, in the school or in general. And what um, it, it just to, sorry to interrupt it's no, something no, no, that please please it's something that does you do you kind of hear in, in like in the news you're like oh mm-hmm. equity markets or whatever blah 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 oh bonds or blah, blah, blah. And you're like okay well, wait a minute what does this mean so yeah i, I mean i get what you do. if you're not, not doing like pure finance or whatever and you are interested in going to some of that but those terms might be it might seem a bit um overwhelming um so yeah it does seem like a great job that you're doing in in in, in explaining those kind of like terms to to people who are interested in and not just women i think i thought that was very interesting that it's not just women that you're uh, kind of targeting it's also um males and, and well lads essentially <laughs> um yeah anyone it, interested yeah that's very interesting but i don't think i what we're trying to say is that like a oh, woman need to take over no there just needs to be more presentation of 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 50 uh, percent of the other side of the population just like yeah it's, yeah that's it really no, absolutely. So yeah, that's why I gave you, I think, a 30-minute speech right now. It's because I, I feel really passionate about these types of organizations that try to bring down, as we were talking earlier, about these um, high um, barriers of entry. They're trying to bring them down and really show the breadth of possibilities and opportunities that are within um, this industry. Yes, absolutely. Um... It's a very interesting initiative that you started, and I'm sure you'll like the. It will be successful in future as well. Um, I I jumped into the co-founders, but um, definitely I was an early bird, and and so happy to be there, shaping really how the org worked. Definitely. So, <laughs> so that's where your interest in comes from. Why would you recommend some like a career in finance or someone who might be thinking of it? Yeah. So I. I want to challenge that statement and say, I I don't personally recommend it. Okay, fair enough. Not because I don't want to recommend it. It's just, it really depends on the person. So what I want people to do is try it out and see if they like it. Yeah, exactly. But Um, is what, when saying that, sorry, when saying that like me, like, or someone like whoever is applying to things and like, oh, just try it. But it's very competitive to get in. uh You know what I mean? So, Uh I mean, that can seem... I could seem, I was, that could seem like, oh yeah, it's easy to just try it, just do an internship in one of the major banks, like, but it, it's not as easy for maybe people. So for me, it's um, as well, I know this might be feeling like career is fair, uh, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's really about kind of not just getting the experience, but just talking to people within the industry and yeah. And then just getting that insight, but yeah, go on, continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. And Thank you for for pointing that out. Exactly what I meant by trying it out doesn't mean get the job and then Mm, see if you like it um, and go through all the trouble just because not at all. Exactly what you said. Talk to people, get informed and seek the opportunities that you have to um, kind of educate yourself on what it really is and the opportunities that lay within 
within the industry. Cause again, it goes back to, it's really hard. I, I like my role personal in, in, in markets, it's so different from someone that's doing investment banking or so different from someone that's doing research or wealth management. Um, so it's really talking to um, different people and getting uh, exposure to different experiences that you kind of gauge whether that's something that interests you and definitely do the work, you know, and it's, it's not really, oh yeah, let's, let's chat and then I'll apply and I'll get the job. No, it's really trying to understand um, what the financial services industry does, which is actually a very complex and hard thing to understand. I, yes, I'm, I'm personally still in the process of, a, yeah. of trying to understand, mm. um, but also uh, I don't know, get, uh, get curious, look at the news. Um, what does it mean that the stock market is up or down one day? What caused that? Why do you think that's the case? And yes. uh, challenging yeah. yourself really. Exactly. So you're, why you recommend a career in finance is essentially, um, it comes from maybe your a personal experience. You're not kind of recommending it, but you're saying um, if you do have some interest in it, try it out, get informed, and then see if you really like it, I suppose. That's exact in, in, in great words, that's what I was trying to say. In like uh, the actually concise and <laughs> straightforward way to say, that's exactly what I meant, exactly. No, absolutely not. You said it in, in, in the best way possible. Um, I, 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 do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, just um, let everyone know that uh, just because it seems like a rough industry as we were talking earlier. It's, it's a wonderful place to be. I personally have spent, I don't know, three weeks on the job and then an internship earlier uh, a couple years ago and have learned so much from it. So if you're curious, if you're interested in the news, if you um, want to learn more, um, just jump into it and try it out. Yes, um, it, is, it is a tough career, though. Yeah, we yep. do have to be it's open tough. about that. It is long hours, <laughs> boys and girls, and you will uh, your social life will be cut down by a good amount. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as you said, no, it's that, it, but it is definitely an interesting and uh, it's rewarding. I think. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, Alejandra, thanks a lot. That was that was extremely interesting. I hope we gave people an insight into what the current situation of women in finance is at the moment. I hope we helped someone out in making some decision about if they want to go into finance or not. And, and yeah, ultimately, thanks so much for, for coming on as well. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, to our listeners, uh, goodbye. Hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.